Hello, hello. Happy Monday or whatever day it is. Welcome to Carly's Couch. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it as always. And we are excited about today's episode. We are. But we always like to start with reviews and shout out to Nanuro for leaving us a five-star review. You like, so you want to read it? Yeah, Nate, she coming for your uh, number one fan (laughs) title. I ain't going to lie to you. Um, So Nanuro says... Five stars. You're you're playing yourself if you're not listening. The title of this review is Facts, but keep playing if you want to. <laughs> Since episode one, Kylie and Alexia have done an outstanding job of breaking down different things that we all deal with on a day-to-day. There have been several instances when I felt convicted in a goodish but real way by the topic of the week because I knew that they were going to have some things to say that were going to push me to do and be better. Like that procrastination episode, LOL, 100 years later, and I'm still... And I'm just now writing a review. This is your first one? Oh, dang. If you're someone who is driven and or determined to be at least 1% better each day, then this is the podcast for you. These ladies discuss the many things that we sometimes try to push off for tomorrow in the most helpful ways, all while being authentic, vulnerable, non-judgmental, and funny. And on top of all that, they be shouting out black businesses. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel that I made my point. Start listening today. You won't regret it. Thank you, Earl. We appreciate that I review. Do. Um and thank you for finally leaving one. Yeah, shout out to y'all. I know that I thought the same thing. Like this is her first one, but yeah. I'm grateful. Yeah, but that's good because you know uh, she always leaves comments and has something to add to our discussion. So I'd love to hear more of that from the rest of the listeners. If we say something and you kind of um, it triggers a different thought that you have, or you want to contribute to the conversation in any way, feel free to add us on Twitter individually or Carly's Couch on Instagram on the website, or you can always just leave a review. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Um, so every once in a while, you know, we, we're always talking about ourselves and, uh, things that we can do to be better people and and improve ourselves. But one thing that I was thinking about is, you know, how do you help others? Like a lot of times you can feel like you identify and see that somebody else is going through something or you think they are. And it's kind of like, all right, so am I supposed to say something or how should I say something? Um, Do you just kind of let them do their thing or like what if they kind of backlash at you? And so today I wanted us to talk about what to do when you're worried about a friend. So if you have a friend who, you know, that you think something's kind of different than usual or you're thinking about approaching them, um, we want to talk about that today. I think that's so important. Um, And especially during COVID, I mean, this is always an important topic and something to think through, but especially during COVID, I've heard so many stories, um, like a friends of friends, like people struggling with mental health or, you know, losing a job and processing things. And so like, even now it's much more important to make sure that we're, you know, thinking through thoughtful ways to be there for people. Yeah. Because there's legit reasons that, you know, to be worried about somebody. And, um, to your point, a lot of people are going through things because of environmental and what's happening, current events. And then there's things that people could be going through because you don't know what's happening you know, with their family or, you know, internal stuff and everything else as well. Um, So Carly, have you ever felt like worried about a friend? Like can you think of times when you kind of felt worried or, you know, what was it? Like what was going on that was different? Absolutely. Um, The thing for me is whenever people start acting differently. And what I mean by that is if they're, if they do stuff that's, if they start to do things consistently that are out of their norm. Um, Like if it's, like they never drink, but all of a sudden I see them, you know, doing that, you know, a couple weekends in a row or a couple days in a row. Or I just notice like 
erratic behavior, I guess, would be a better way to put that. Like things that are completely out of the norm. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of makes me be like, mm. I think sometimes um, in the same vein, it's the opposite too. Somebody who does go out a lot or they do drink often, but now all of a sudden, like if they're not really or, you know, they're mm-hmm. not coming out as much, things like that also can um, be a reason. For sure. Um, I think too, like one thing is when a friend seems obsessive about something, like, you know, when you kind of um, start conversations, sometimes people fall into like saying the same things over and over every time they see you. Um, but not just that, but like if they are, you know, just continuously like bringing something up or somebody up or a situation or something like that. Um, to me, that gives me a sign like, all right, that's really like weighing on them heavily. Um, so that might be something that makes me think like, all right, you're putting a lot of energy towards, you know, something else. And maybe that's something to be worried about. Um, anything else? That yeah. You if their of? disposition is different, like, for example, if um, I'm, I'm a typically excited person. And so if I was consistently down every time someone saw me, like it, it might be, you know, cause for someone to be like, mm, it's something different, like kind of what's going on. Not that you expect them to be the same all the time, but if it's like consistently way off base from like how they foundationally are, I think that's another thing to look into. Mm-hmm. And then I think all of these are probably reference back to patterns, but um, eating a lot, not eating the same um you know, the drinking, drugs, like different things like that, like all of those different types of actions where there are things that we do sometimes to escape or to have fun, overdoing it or underdoing it um, are definitely big signs to me too. I would say probably the last one is just noticing, well, it's another pattern, but just in how they talk and like what they're thinking through, not necessarily like repeating things, but just if it's way off base or different. Um, if you know what that do you they mean have, by that, um, like they just bring up something wild out of left yeah, field. Yeah, like wow, but like maybe consistently, um, like and or if they struggle with mental health issues, like I have, you know, some friends who do struggle with those things, and so they've, you know, communicated things like that. Their therapist, like you know, kind of notice with these signs, like these could be a sign that I'm like going through something. Mm. Yeah, that's good, and I'm trying to think about. Um, um, specific experiences I've had. And a lot of times it is like, if you know, you've had conversations in the past about, um, mental health type issues. And then, so if you see something now, you're kind of maybe more prone to pay a little bit more attention. That's happened Mm -hmm. with me. Um, I, and I don't know if anybody said stuff to you, but I've had people like express stuff to me if they felt worried about me. So I kind of know like, what what that can look like if people feel like, oh man, you're doing something differently, you're acting differently. Um, but overall, I feel like a lot of my friends, for the most part, it's never, uh, maybe I shouldn't say never, but it hasn't been, I don't think, too, too many experiences where I was like, hey, you know, I feel like I need to talk to you. Like, I feel like typically um, it either came out in conversation or I just kind of like paid attention to them or unless they like came to me and like wanted to talk to me. Yeah, I feel like it's only been like one or two situations that come really top of mind. Um, But just noticing self-destructive behavior in somebody Mm -hmm. and like, hey, what's going on? Like, I care about you and I see these things and I've had Mm -hmm. to bring that up before. And that kind of opened the door for conversation. Um, One was really easy. It was like, yeah, you know, they were looking for someone to kind of reach out to them and talk to them. The other person was not about that life for a while. So, yeah. And then, you know, you can't tell grown people what to do. So mm-hmm. um, so the next thing that I started thinking about was, all right, so if you kind of notice, 
you know, something or you're a little worried about a friend. Now, how do you determine if you should do something or if you should just like mind your business, you know, and just mm. kind of pay attention? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, because I'm not anybody's mama. <laughs> and even then, they need time to process. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it depends on the behavior for me. It depends on the issue um, and how severe, like, and I guess in my perception of mm-hmm. it, it is. Um, but also, so like, it depends on the issue, depends on how severe the behavior is. If I notice that they're harming themselves, or like I said, self-destructive things, I'll be much more apt to say something much quicker mm-hmm. than if it's like a slow, like change or draw. But also, um, the closeness in our friendship, I think also affects, especially the time frame in which I'd say something like with like fee, I would like my, one of my best friends, I would just say it right then. Like, hey, I noticed you're doing this lately because that's just how we mm-hmm. talk to each other. Whereas if it was but something- like, what kind of stuff would warrant that? Where it's like, you just be like, hey, uh, what's up with this? Um, For example, if she tells me that she's like working to, let me think of a scenario. If she's telling me she's, you know, working towards, um, you know, then this is not a real thing. So if a friend mm-hmm. in general tells me that they're working on, you know, not doing drugs, not having sex, they're doing this, they're working on all these things, but then I notice that they're doing all these uh-huh. things that they said that they weren't, I okay, would definitely, yeah. like, call them out. So that's kind of like helping with accountability. Yeah, mm-hmm. but also if if just randomly one of my, like, homeboys started, like, you know, running through girls and all these things mm-hmm. that are, like, not regular things, I'd be like, hey, are you good? What's going on? <laughs> are you good? <laughs> right, that is not going to take the pain yeah, away, that's bro. Exactly like, that. <laughs> trust me, dog, that's not it. Um, and everybody, people know that too. That's the crazy thing. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of taking a short term, like gratification of numbing it or doing whatever instead of that long term. But something that you said, I think, um, is an important factor. And if you're going to do something around your business, and I think that might be if you already have like that prior information about like the situation. So if you know, you know, something that they're working on or, you know, I feel like you have a little bit more accountability, uh, permission to like hop in and say mm-hmm. something um but a lot of times it's like you know there it's just might be something and you're like you don't even really know the full story or you know I think that you kind of got to catch yourself and like all right am I just like kind of being judgy right now is it something that's been a pattern like what is it and paying attention and so I think it depends on what it is if it's something like life-threatening or if it's something um I don't know or like it really just seemed like they're in kind of a deep hole type thing um, I think that would probably be a good time to like just just even saying like, hey, are you OK? Or, you know, I noticed this talk to me type thing, um, but not necessarily coming at them all wild. Um, but a lot of times I think you can mind your business, too. And I think that you can pay attention and, you know, just kind of like be there in the right way to where, you know, you can see what's happening or see where it goes. Yeah, and I think minding your business is a great thing to do um, and and a huge consideration when thinking about anything, but also just thinking about, you know, what the situation is, what y'all's relationship is, and being careful how you approach people. Because, like, we're not, like she said, like like we all know, like we're grown. We don't like being Mm -hmm. caught out or told what to do or any of these things, but I think there's a difference in, you know, doing that and holding people accountable and also just caring for them. And so being really thoughtful about those things. Yeah, talk more about that because um, I think approach is... One of the obviously the one of the most important things. Um, so if you do say, you know what, I think I should say something to this person, or if you see something and immediately it's like you feel like you need to say something, you know, what is it about approach that you should kind of consider? So if you have reached this point where you think like, okay, now like I really have to say something, you know, it's on your heart, whatever. 
thinking about what the topic is and making sure that there's a brave space or a safe space to do that. Like you don't just want to see them out in public, like at Starbucks, which, you know, anyways, physically distance, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then just start talking about people's business or calling them out in front of other people. Like yeah, you in front have of your to be, group of friends exactly. and stuff. Yeah. Like, hey, bro, why you... It's like, no, this is like yeah. a one-on-one conversation. So being very mindful about the environment yeah. in which you choose to approach somebody. Unless you're doing an intervention. Shout out uh, Kyle, Troca, Damo. They were at my house one day and somehow everybody else was sitting on the sofa. Brianna too. Brianna was part of it. Um, and somehow like everybody else was sitting in my living room on the sofas and I was the only one standing up. And next thing you know, they were like, yeah, this is a good time. <laughs> But they were joking. They were joking, I think. Like, half joking, maybe. But they were like, yeah, this is a good time. And everybody started just talking <laughs> shit. And I was like, damn. Y'all just gonna wait till I'm sitting in the front of the room. And, like, everybody started just going at me. But I was like, okay, I'm gonna let y'all have y'all's t- y'all time. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, um, you know, be careful about what you do in front of groups. Um, there was one episode in Billions where there was, like, one of these, like, hothead guys who was one of the... Um, um, people who worked at the at Axe Capital, and I don't remember who did it, but somebody came in like they really like embarrassed. It must have been Axe, like fired him and like was yelling at him or whatever. And then Wendy was like, "Yeah, like because he's this type of personality, mm-hmm. like you gotta be careful because he's more prone to, you know, a come back and do something crazy or um, not know how to handle it, etc." And I think that it's important to consider that, like depending on whatever is going on, like. Like you said, that's not everybody's business, first of all. It's not really yours. And then B, um, you know, everybody doesn't do well with how you approach them in public. So being aware of that for sure. Absolutely. And adding on to that, like knowing that friend and knowing that person. um, And I just think about it. One of my friends recently was like, well, how do you like to be called out about a thing? Like if I'm holding you accountable, Mm -hmm. like how do you like to be called out? She was like, because I'm sensitive and and I need you to be kind to me whenever calling me out. But some people are just like, nah, dog, like what the fuck are you doing? Like, or whatever, you know, you just talk to them like regular or so making sure you also understand that part of that person. Like Wendy was saying, like, so they don't come back and go crazy or so it doesn't hurt their feelings when you're just trying to be supportive. You know your friends. And I feel like if you don't really know that much, like maybe this is like somebody on Twitter where y'all are, friends but you don't really know them you know what I mean like certain stuff is like that might be a mind your business category um but when you really know your friends too um if you can step back and like not come from a judgy place I think that a lot of times that that works out um also in your approach um Carly was already kind of alluding to this is not coming across as like blaming them for anything or shaming them around anything like you said you were doing this like why are you doing that um but just like being careful, just to, at least at the very beginning, like you could try to start out, you know, calmly um, and not trying to just like diagnose them, not being like, yo, you might be depressed. Like, are you depressed? Actually, I did say that to my like a couple of weeks ago, but I did it more like, a, you know, have you thought that might, it sounds like a symptom of depression. Like, have you, have you thought about that? You know, type thing. And they're mm-hmm. like, eh, no, not really. I don't know. Um, so not trying to like put it on them because again, you really don't know. You know what I mean? It might be your closest friend, but you really don't know all the factors for real. Um, So yeah, not trying to diagnose and just give them advice either. That's one of the biggest pieces of advice one of my mentors ever gave me. He was like, if you notice, I just ask you questions. He's like, I don't give you advice unless you ask for it. And I think that that's so kind, like, and it's so thoughtful and like 
helping people because you don't know their back situation mm-hmm. and you also don't know if they're just processing something and you're trying to put like things on them from your perspective, but you don't really understand it. And so like asking them, like perhaps once you start a conversation and get into it with them, if they're willing to have it, like, would you like advice or help or support on this? Or do you just like need space to vent or whatever's going on if it's a thing? It's really hard to do that too. If you try like intentionally, like having a conversation, um, and, and I've noticed it. So ever since when I was doing like that crisis text hotline training and like realizing how much stuff you, I don't want to say shouldn't do, but like, you know, trying not to like say I anything, like trying to tell your own stories or, um, um, you know, how to frame things so they don't feel like you're shaming them and all these things. And it's really hard, actually. Um, and it takes a lot of practice to not want to be like, oh, have you tried this or do this or to just start talking as soon as they just say one thing. Um, this guy actually on Instagram is somebody that I do know. I wouldn't say friends, friends, more like acquaintance and have done work type stuff together. Um, but you know, him just like reacted to a story first and then I'm like, Oh, Hey, you know, hope all is well, you know, just whatever. And then, you know, for them to actually come back and be like, mm, you know, I don't know anymore. And then I'm like, Oh, here we go. Like, let me think like, what should I, you know, how should I say this? What should I say? Because I don't really consider myself like, you know, a super best friend or anything, but also it's like, all right, you know, for somebody to say that, that's an opportunity to at least, you know, let them explore that or whatever. Um, and so I had to really think like, uh, what would I say first? And I'm like, nah, like can't say that. Don't want to say this. So it's it does take a lot of work. And I think um, we talked about how to work with or, or deal with friends who um, are thinking about suicide or hurting themselves. And so even going back to that to get some of those tips on how to talk to people will probably be helpful here as well. Um, another another um, tip is when you're approaching somebody that you're worried about, tell them how you feel. So for example, and this works in a lot of different conversations where you feel like you need to express a need that you have or something that's not being met too. But um, tell a friend instead of, I noticed this or you've been doing this or um, are you okay? You can say, hey, I feel kind of worried. Like just say how you feel. It doesn't, you know, you don't have to tell them like, oh, what they've been doing, but hey, I feel this kind of way because I'm seeing this or you know, whatever, like it's about, you can only express your feelings. And so trying to do that, um, instead of talking about like what you wish they would do, um, is more adequate. And such, and such a better way to approach things instead of you just projecting what you think on them, um, and helps them understand kind of where you're coming from and comes across as less like blaming or shaming or attacking. Um, one that's really important for me, (laughs) uh, especially as someone who used to be really codependent is making sure that my like checking my motivation like why do I really want to say something like am I saying something because I'm actually worried about them or is this centered on me like so looking at mm-hmm. like dang do I just want to feel like needed like do I you know or like feel purposeful in their life like just making sure that the reason why I actually want to say something is about them and not just about me yeah um I think that's very important cuz there's been a lot of times I found myself like Googling, you know, questions like, you know, when somebody's doing this or that. And it's like, why am I looking that up? You know what I mean? Like, why am I like trying to take this on as my responsibility to like solve this whole issue or see them be better or whatever? And it's tough because, of course, you want to see people be great or whatever. But also it's like, that's not my responsibility. Um, And so I think there is a very fine line. Um, And one thing is like, if you notice you're that type of person where everybody around you needs you and 
or you're like everybody's support or whatever, I think that's also something to look at. It's like, oh, you might be taking on too much and like that's not really necessarily your space. And so if you're kind of that person who's always like, oh, I'm worried, I'm worried, or do you need this, do you need that? It's like, bro, maybe it's kind of you. Like, mm-hmm. I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, you just need something to be going on. You know, to, you just need that attention. And that's how you like to have it by helping people, which is great to help people. But, um, you know, there's other ways to be there for people and celebrating or supporting them in those better things and good things, too. So like we always say, start with yourself, check Mm -hmm. yourself first, and then also making sure that you're not attached to any specific outcome or output from this conversation or from approaching your friend. Like, man, after this conversation, they're going to go back to normal. And that's your definition of normal for them. Like making sure you're not attached to how it has to look after or what steps they're going to take. Like if you're actually concerned for them, just creating that space to have a conversation and making sure you detach from whatever you think it has to be. Or if it's really about you, um, outcomes like, okay, so if when they're feeling better, like now, like they should be calling me every day or talking to me every day. And it's like, no, like you're, you're really, you're making this about you and you're trying to figure out why am I not getting, you know, a certain amount of attention or something, not really thinking about like, oh man, they're depressed. You know what I mean? So like, that's kind of the thing too with outcome is like, if you're looking for something that served you in any way, um, then you sure you're worried about that person, but you're more worried about like your position with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say you've talked to somebody and had that conversation. Um, when you've had conversations like that, have they tended to go well or did they backfire? So some of them go well and those are great when they're like, oh man, like they kind of just, I guess, wanted somebody to ask or notice, or maybe subconsciously they were looking for support or help that they didn't know how to ask for, because I've definitely been there myself. Um, But then some have also not went well in the sense of people like not ready to have that conversation or not wanting to be open or vulnerable. And that's fine too, because that's their right. People are people. Um, So I've, I've had both, but it always feels better whenever they want actually like, you know, are open to support and are Mm -hmm. open to, you know, sharing things. Mm -hmm. So then what does that look like? Like, how can you continue to support somebody once you've had that conversation now? Um, just for me, it's expressing that, like letting them know that I'm there and giving them that space to have conversations. Like, hey, I know, like um, you mentioned earlier, like if they keep talking about the same thing and then maybe they feel stuck or they're in this rabbit hole, like, hey, I know that you're struggling about that. We've talked about it. Like I'm always here whenever you have those inclinations to go into that rabbit hole. Like you're not alone, like letting them know that they have support um, or someone to talk to on the outside. Mm -hmm. Um, I think another thing is you can express support with somebody by um, checking yourself and how you talk to them, like moving forward. So now that you've, once you've expressed something, like when they call you or when you talk to them, still coming from like a place of positivity, like not holding on to like that to make that like the center of everything all the Mm -hmm. time. Um, You know, a lot of times if it's like you're telling somebody, hey, you seem kind of down or something like that, then it's harder for them to like feel like now they have to, you know what I mean? Like put on a face or do something different for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to like allow that space. So when you talk to them, you can still be like, hey, what's up? You know, like you don't have to change, but... Um, you're kind of okay being patient and calm with like whatever they can give you back. Like um, they're not, you can't expect them. Like that's the worst thing I think is once you've expressed something to somebody, then like feeling like they, for them to feel like, all right, now they're either going to back up even more. Cause I like, all right, I don't want you to just see it now. 
or they got to perform or switch something up for you. So you want to give people the space to be, you know, still authentic. And I think that's super important to be however and whoever they are in that moment. Um, another one is to share resources and things so that they can kind of work on healing on their own. For example, if they're struggling with like stress and anxiety, like I share some meditations or share some techniques or breathing exercises or things that have have helped me, but in a way that's not like, here, use this and fix yourself. It's like, hey, here's some things that have helped me. They might help you too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like send them the links. And then if they look at it, they look at it. If mm-hmm. they think about it later, they might look at it. Um, so, you know, that's doing your part. Um, another thing I would say that's really important is, and a good key is instead of somebody who you might think, oh, they might be dealing with depression, respond to the things that they do bring up. So if somebody's like, man, I'm always tired or, you know, there's just something specific that they bring up when they do, you're like, you have been kind of worried. Let's just talk about the being tired. Like, oh, you know, what's, what's going on? Like, you know, have you been having trouble sleeping or is it that, you know, you have a lot to do that you've been staying up and having just a conversation around what they bring up. That way it's not like you're like, hey, you know, you're looking like this or, hey, you're doing this. Like, you know, let them just talk. And then once they brought something up, that's a good time to have conversation. And I think that that's super important is just addressing what they are open to talking about and not assuming the underlying issues or the things behind it. Um, Mm -hmm. And just letting them go at their own pace with talking and sharing with you and not taking it personal if they decide not to share with you. Like that's their right. Yeah. And then what if... um, whatever the thing is that you're worried about is also affecting you in some kind of way. Um, Do you have an example? Yeah, like um, like if you feel some kind of way. So if somebody, mm. for, there's different levels. So if that depressed person doesn't call you every day when they were calling you every day, mm. you know what I mean? Now you mm-hmm. feel some kind of way. Or um, if it affects you in that um, they are... Uh, on edge and so if they're yelling a lot you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. obviously they're yelling at you they might not really mean it like that but you're like damn like you're always yelling now um so like if it affects you in that way to where you might consider like "Eh, like I get you're dealing with something but also you know it's messing with me now um what are your thoughts around that so assessing the situation um checking in with yourself first like seeing like what what's really happening am I just um, being over-involved in a subject that doesn't really have much to do with me. So, like, not not if they're yelling at you. That's obviously something that's... But, like, if they're, they're not calling you no more and it's like, dang. Yeah. Like, is that hurting you or is that just you feel kind of some kind of way? Exactly. And so dif- differentiating <laughs> between the two and knowing that, like, if it is really hurting you, for me, I would I would say something in a thoughtful way, just, like, letting them know, not, to, not asking them to change because people have to process things and things ebb and flow and you have to give people that space to be and heal and do whatever they need to do. But like do express, you know, your boundaries and your needs and say, you know, oh man, like, you know, like if, or, or maybe mm-hmm. it has to change. Like maybe we can just do a date like once every couple weeks instead of mm-hmm. like talking on the phone every day, just so you get to spend that time, but making sure you do ask for what you want and need, but that you are still being very thoughtful about them and not taking anything personally. I think that's a huge thing. Like people going through things. Too. Oh my God. I be, yeah. Y'all know I have, well, if you just started listening, I have all the feelings. And if you have been listening, you know, I have all the feelings. And so making sure that I'm not projecting those on other people, like most of the time it doesn't have anything to do with you and Mm -hmm. that's just real. And so just making sure that you're checking yourself first. And then if you still have that need, if you've sat with it for a little bit, then actually expressing it to them and seeing if maybe y'all can work something out to make sure both of the needs are getting met. And if not, just checking in with yourself and 
moving forward. Yeah, depending on like what the situation is, it you know, this may be revealing a problem within yourself of like, all right, what do you need? You know, you need to let go of something mm-hmm. or be able to move on from something or whatever as well. But that is a really good point that, um, you know, you can't take it personally that um, somebody's withdrawal or, you know, changing or going through stuff doesn't necessarily have to do with you and that it's good to check in, but you got to let things go the way that they go. Um, if somebody is hurting you or, you know, affecting you in a negative way, um, I think that is something to assess and then remove yourself from situations. Like, you know, all you can do is express how we said before, you know, approach them and, you know, express that like, all right, if ongoing now, this is still happening or whatever. It's like, Hey, you know, we talked about X, Y, Z, but it's kind of, you know, a little too much for me. Um, and depending on the proximity, closeness, whatever the situation and relationships may be, sometimes that's something where that's a combo. And sometimes this you just actually acting on your boundaries. So like you don't have to, you know, it, instead of hitting them every other day, like, hey, are you good? Or, you know, all that. Just like leave them alone. Like just chill. Um, and that way when they're in your space, maybe it's on their own terms and maybe it's a little different, whatever, or you allow them in or out, however you feel is necessary based on how that's making you feel. But assess how you feel. Like when somebody's talking to you or acting in a certain way, like really assess how you feel because maybe it's like, oh, this actually just isn't really a good friend or, you know, or, you know, whatever's going on, like, all right, that's going on with them. But I actually do need to remove myself from the situation um, and then that, again, it becomes a whole other thing of your, you know, you letting it go and, and going mm-hmm. back to what we were saying earlier, like, you know, you want to help people and you need to be needed. And now you're realizing those types of things a lot of times. So, um, I think that's also a struggle in itself to, to be able to let people, you know, live their own journey. Like it's a lot going on and you got a lot with your own self to worry about. Trust me. Like I already know. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of what I'd be thinking about is like, man, let me worry about my own self. Like, what's my own issues? And like, let me think down those and, you know, wish for the best for this other person as long as, you know, I'm always in a space for them of like positivity and love, whatever. Um, But I mean, like, I'm also the bad guy for a lot of people too. So, you know, you can love them, but fuck them too. So I don't know, so whatever. It's like, it really doesn't have nothing to do with other people a lot of times. So, you know, that's all you can do is kind of express that and, and try your best to be, I don't know if I should say better, but like, you know, recognize what people are telling you um, that they see and are worried about or whatever. Um, But also don't be that person who's like just over worried because I think that makes you be like, all right, man, like it's not that serious. You know, people will tell you like, I'm good and they're really good. Um, Sometimes they're not. So and relationships, friendships, romantic, familial, whatever, are a reflection of you. And so a lot of the times, like she alluded to, you're they're literally reflecting yourself back to you. And so mm-hmm. noticing in that, like, oh my God, like I asked her, she was good. And she said she was good, but I don't think she is. She told you she was good? Leave it alone. Like, mm-hmm. why are you so overly concerned and then looking at what that reflects in you. And I, Mm -hmm. as someone who does like helping people and is growing through, like like I said, codependency, letting all that shit go, letting people be people um, and and learning to not take things personally. I always have to check myself before I say anything. Cause I'm like, damn, am I projecting? Mm -hmm. Like, am I just like looking for love and, and, you know, in this friendship and looking for affirmation and because they're going through something now, I'm like, oh, they don't love me or they don't whatever. It's like, nah, fam, you're actually good. They're good. You just have to check in and keep it moving. And it's hard, I think, not to think that way first. Like, we always kind of think about ourselves first and, like, our relationships kind of. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, when you're being affected or when you're worried, it's probably like that first thing that made you worried was like something you felt. Um, but yeah, I think that that's all I got for this, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in considering your relationships and everything that's going on, especially with this year, it's been all over the place and we still have elections and everything else going on as well. Um, just being thoughtful in the way that you pay attention to your friends, that you have conversations with them. I think a lot of times it's around you being open and you being vulnerable mm-hmm. um, more than like you trying to bring something out of somebody else. But, you know, try that this week. Like ex- be expressive of how you're feeling about things. If you see anything, you know, say something and, and think about why you're worried about something. If you are worried about a person um, and consider approaching them or how you would deal with, you know, what their reaction to that might be. And letting people be people at the end of the day, giving them space to do that. Yep. And so this week's shout out, man. So um, Nick Brooks is one of my friends. He's in film school. No, he graduated from film school. Regardless, he is a um, storyteller amongst many other things. And he had his first short film be in a lot of film festivals actually this year. And they won an award, his first award. Um, it was best short film at the Las Vegas Black Film Festival. So shout out to Nick. Yeah, congratulations. <sighs> I don't know which button it is on the thing, but that was a round of applause. <laughs> um, and just super excited. If you haven't listened to his episode, it's about like the art of storytelling and just how you can carry that through into all areas of your life. So shout out to him. Shout out his to B. episode on Carly's couch. Yes, episode on Carly's couch. Yeah, we had him as a guest and he was talking about uh, the work he was doing. So it was really good to see, you know, everybody kind of winning and really doing the things that they said they would do. So congratulations. Yeah, shout that. out to you. And then our question of the week, Carly and listeners, would you prefer mm. to be there when the world ends or no? Um, I'm a little indifferent. I, I do wonder if it's going to be like the hellfire and brimstone that like the Bible says and all of those things or... Like if it's a meteor, I don't know. I'm interested in it. I don't think I'm going to be here. So, nah, I think I'm cool on it. So, no, you don't want to be I'm inter- a I mean, part of it? Uh, I, don't, I just don't think I'm going to be here for that. So, I think that's probably why I'm detached to it. I am intrigued mm-hmm. um, and a little bit curious to see what it looks like. So, part of me is like, yes, I just really don't think I am. Yeah, I, I kind of would be cool with that. I would like to... Uh, like be chilling on the balcony and they'd be like, what the hell is that? And then next thing you know, everything is just over, which probably what it would be. Um, yeah. Cause yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a whole lot of hope for the, uh, for the planet um, for much, much longer. But I think that's just me being selfish too. Cause I'm like, all right, once I'm gone, like, I don't, you know, what's going to happen to you? I don't know. So it'd be cool if like, I was the one to see the nuke coming and the big meteor. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That would be cool. I'm kind of different though, but it is like, Damn. <laughs> like, well, that's all, I folks. Experience that one. Yeah. That would be so crazy. Now, what I do not know if I, I wouldn't want to like be a part of like the apocalyptic area. Like, if there's like some half, you know, ruined world, like, I'm good on that. Like, that's- I'm not. I don't think I'm trying to do all that. Like that's exactly why I was like, ah, I'm a little indifferent because like if the if the world starts to scorch us, like if the sun just starts to burn through whatever and kill everybody, I don't really mm. want to be here for that. Like I don't want to suffer unless it's just like boom. Yeah, I don't know. If it's something within like a 15 hour period, like all right, let's just see what's happening. Um, all right, guys, hope you had a great episode. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> see you next week. Bye.